0: Hello and welcome into another edition of the JK Pod. This will be episode 8 for you. Uh, We wanted to come to you guys a little bit earlier today with a lot of day baseball, little uh, day games with some travel. So I wanted to uh, get this to you guys uh, before those games start up here uh, shortly. Uh, So just for reference for everybody. So yesterday when... 6-for-10 uh, with our picks, so had the Guardians Rays, White Sox, Braves, Mets under, Athletics, Rangers over, and San Francisco Giants all hit. On the back end of that, the Yankees blew it, Twins, Dodgers, surprisingly, and the Padres. So 6-for-10 yesterday, like I said, 9-of-14 so far this week, so let's, uh, let's continue to, uh, to stay hot here. Um, so let's get into it on the MLB side of things. We'll also go through summer league quickly, and uh, some Donovan Mitchell talk, and then we'll give you some picks for the Open Championship coming up, uh, starting tomorrow, and uh, that'll that'll pretty much be it for uh, for today on this Wednesday. Uh, but first off, let's head to the first game of the day. Uh, so we get the Mariners Nationals, and we're going to go ahead and take the Seattle Mariners. Chris Flexen uh, will be thrown for the Mariners. He's five and eight with a four even ERA. Uh, Flexen was actually lights out in his last start against uh, San Diego. He went six and two thirds, only gave up four hits, and struck out eight in that start. Uh, so I think this is going to start to be a good trend for Flexen, um, and he's going to have a consistent, you know, good outings as we as we move forward in the in the season. And then on the other side of things, Josiah Gray will be on the hill for the Nats. He's 7-5 and five with a 4-1-4 ERA. And Gray has really been hit or miss this season, uh, giving up at least three earned and seven of his 16 starts this season. So it looks like this will be an opportunity for the Mariners to be able to score some runs and, and get a win uh, against the Nationals here. Next up, we're going to go ahead and take the Braves over the Mets. Uh, Charlie Morton will be throwing for the Braves. He's five and three with a 4 one ERA this season, uh, and he actually has not allowed more than two earned runs in his last five starts. So he's had a really nice stretch here of you know really really proving himself, you know, it seems like Morton is one of these guys that gets better with age. So let's hopefully hopefully that continues for him today. And then for the Mets, they'll be sending Chris Bassett out. Uh, he's six and six with a 394 ERA and Bassett has given up at least three earned in six of his last nine starts, and the Braves have won four of five and are now only a game and a half behind the Mets for the NL East lead. So I think the Braves, you know, really can see that they're right there with the Mets. Mets are feeling the pressure of the Braves breathing down their neck. So I think this is a great opportunity for the Braves to uh, to pick up another victory. Next up, we have the Minnesota Twins. Uh, so my guy Joe Ryan will be on the hill for the Twins. He's 6-3 and three this year with a three oh nine ERA. Uh, and Ryan has only given up more than two earned in four of his 13 starts this season. So Ryan's been pretty consistent so far this season. Uh, pitching really well for, for the Twins. And then for the Brewers, they're going to send Aaron Ashby. Uh, he's 2-6 and six with a four five two ERA. And he's given up at least four earned in four of his last five starts. Uh, so that shows, you know, that's a trend of him giving up a lot of runs. I think the Twins have a really good opportunity to go out there and score a lot of runs today. Uh, the Twins have lost four of five. So I think this is a situation where, you know, they kind of flip the script and pick up a, a big win here today before welcoming the, the White Sox uh, to Minnesota. Following that, uh, in our afternoon slate, we've got the San Francisco Giants. Uh, John Bretta for the Giants is 4-1 and one with a 2-3-9 ERA. And he's starting, but this is actually going to be a bullpen game for the Giants. And oddly enough, I kind of like bullpen games. You don't really see a consistent arm throughout the game. So with that being said, I think this is a great opportunity for the Giants to kind of switch things up against the Diamondbacks who have been struggling as of late. And then they'll be the Diamondbacks will be sending Zach Gallon to the mound. He's four and two with a 362 ERA. Uh, Gallon has given up at least three earned in his last three starts. So I see this being a close game, but I think the Giants will definitely come out victorious. Something in the five-three neighborhood, and in favor of them is where I see this one finishing out. Next up, we're going to take the Miami Marlins. Uh, my man Pablo Lopez for the Marlins is six and four with a two-nine-one ERA. Lopez has been really consistent this season, only giving up more than three earned in four of his 17 starts this year. Uh, and also, every time I go to a Marlins game, for whatever reason, Pablo Lopez seems to be pitching. Uh, so that's why Pablo Lopez is is my guy. Uh, JT Brubacher will be on the hill for, for the Pirates. He's 2-8 and eight with a 4-3-4 ERA, and Brubaker uh, has given up at least three earned in his last three starts and in five of his last seven, so this is definitely an opportunity for the Marlins to, to pick up another win and surprise some people with um, another victory this this season. Next up is... The New York Yankees, uh, so after a tough loss last night, the Yankees will be sending Luis Severino, uh, who's 5-3 with a three one one ERA. Seve had the Pirates really off balance in his last start, going six strong, giving up only four hits. Uh, he didn't strike out many, which is surprising for him, so definitely think Seve will have a high strikeout number tonight, definitely go six or seven innings, and pick up the victory uh, for, for the Yankees. And then for the Reds, Mike Miner will be pitching for them. He's 1-6 with a six six three ERA. And Miner has given up at least four earned in five of his seven starts this year. Uh, the Yankees also crush left-handed pitching, so definitely look for that to continue. I think this is uh, one of those games where Stanton goes yard and the Yankees are able to pick up a victory. So if you're able to get both of those same-game parlay, uh, definitely go ahead and, and do that. Next up, we've got the Philadelphia Phillies over the Blue Jays. Uh, the Phillies will have Zach Wheeler for them. He's 8-4 with a 2-4-6 ERA, and Wheeler is yet to give up an earned run so far this month. Uh, I think that streak will end, but the Phillies will win the game. Uh, Ross Stripling will be throwing for the Blue Jays. He's 4-3 with a 3-3-4 three, three, ERA. Stripling has been pretty good this season. But after losing a tough game last night, I definitely think the Phillies come out strong tonight and are able to pick up a a close victory over the Blue Jays, um, probably in the neighborhood of 4-3 in favor of them. Next up, uh, we've got an AL East battle between the Rays and the Red Sox. We're going to go ahead and take the Rays tonight. Uh, Anytime Shane McClanahan is on the mound, you know you're going to have a great opportunity to win. This guy's nine and three with a 173 ERA, and has a crazy 141 strikeouts in 104 1/3 innings so far, uh, and he's not given up more than two earned runs since April 30th against the Twins. Uh, this guy's probably right now the front runner for the AL Cy Young, so definitely look for his incredible stretch and his incredible run to uh, to continue. And then for the Red Sox, Josh Winkahowski uh, will be throwing for them. He's 3-3 and with a four three five ERA in six starts so far this year. And he gave up six earned to the Yankees in his last start. So with that, I see the Rays winning a close one. Uh, their offense hasn't been that great as of late, especially like we mentioned yesterday, Wander Franco going on the IL. Uh, so I think this will be a low-scoring game tonight at the Trop, but – the Rays will come out probably around a, a 4-2 victory for, for them. After that, we've got the White Sox and the Guardians. Um, so this one should be a good matchup. Um, I th- I'm i expecting a lot of runs. So in this one, we're going to go White Sox-Guardians over the 7.5, which to me, that seems dangerously low, given who's throwing. Uh, Louis... Lucas Giolito will be on the hill for the White Sox. He's 5-5 five and five with a 5.05 ERA and given up at least four earned in four of his last six. And then Aaron Savali for the Guardians is 2-5 and five with a 6-8 ERA and has given up at least three earned in seven of his last ten starts. So even if you look at that, you look at the at least four and four of six for Giolito, and then at least three and seven of ten for Savali. That right there is seven. So even if you just go with the norm of having seven and then you get one from from the bullpen, then you're at eight and you're already there. Uh, so this game should be high scoring. should be something around uh, probably around like nine six or so. Uh, so definitely think they'll they'll be able to fly through the the seven and a half. After that, we've got a couple of West Coast games. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take the Dodgers tonight. They hurt us last night, so they can't hurt us two nights in a row. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and take them. They got Tony G on the mound. He's 11 and 0 with a 1.62 ERA, and has not given up more than two earned in any of his 16 starts this season. Uh, so this guy has just been absolutely incredible so far this season. Uh, I don't know if it's East Coast biased or West Coast biased, whatever it may be, but I feel like this guy's not talked about enough as one of the, the great young pitchers um, in the league. And then for the Cardinals, they'll have Adam Wainwright. He is 6 and 7 with a 315 ERA, and he's given up at least four earned in three of his last five starts. And then as for the Dodgers, before losing last night, the Dodgers had won seven in a row. And I don't really see them losing two in a row in St. Louis. So definitely think this is a, a chance for the Dodgers to come out and put this game away. I think the uh, Adam Wainwright is finally starting to, to feel his age at 40 years old. So look for the, the Dodgers to, to pick up a win tonight in St. Louis. And then lastly, we've got the San Diego Padres. Uh, so they will be sending Joe Musgrove out he's eight and two with a 2.09 era and musgrove has only given up more than two earned in two of his 15 starts this year so that's a really really nice stretch for for musgrove here and with the padres not playing well last night this is a a great chance for them to to turn it over and play much better uh tonight and then as for the rockies they have chad cool he's going to be he is six and five with a 4.02 ERA and he's given up at least four earned in three of his last four starts. And similar to the Dodgers, I don't see the Padres losing two in a row to the Rockies. So this will be a great chance to, uh, to pick them, to pick the Padres and be able to, uh, to make some money there tonight. So that's, that's going to be the MLB picks for today. Like I said in the opening, Let's stay hot. Let's continue this nice stretch. And if we're going to hit, you know, 60% or, or higher uh, all season, we're going to be in a really, really, really nice spot. So let's hope uh, that continues for us uh, tonight. Next up, we'll do a little bit of NBA Summer League wrap-up. Uh, so we had another full slate last night. Kicking it off, the the Bulls beat the Raptors 93-83. Uh, for the Raptors, though, our guy Jeff Doughton, URI Lum had uh, 16 points for the Raptors on 7 of of 11 shooting. Uh, So showing that, you know, he doesn't want to stay in the G League. He wants that full full NBA contract. So hopefully he gets that. Um, Next up, the Grizzlies smoked the Nets, 120 to 84. Uh, For the Grizzlies, David Roddy had 20 points. And if you haven't seen this guy play, please do. He's out of Colorado State. Uh, He's almost like a bigger Kyle Lowry. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely a thick guy out there. Um, but definitely somebody that has that Memphis grit and grind mindset. So, like the Grizzlies always do, they draft guys that fit fit their fit their city and fit their team. And then on the other side for the Nets, uh, Cam Thomas continues to just get straight buckets. He had twenty nine last night, and this guy is gonna be potentially. <laughs> in the sixth man of the year conversation, I think, for, for the Nets. Depending on what happens there, if KD and Kyrie both get traded, Thomas will probably start. If KD and or Kyrie stay, he'll probably come off the bench, but definitely look for, for Cam Thomas to to get buckets this season and take uh, take a leap. Uh, next up, the Hawks beat the Miami Heat 95-88, and – Look here again. Another one of our guys, Tyrese Martin, uh, former URI player, then went to UConn with Coach Hurley. Uh, but Tyrese Martin showed out with 21 points, six boards last night. And also an old friend, Charlie Brown Jr., added 18. Uh, so some A-10 going on for, for the Hawks. And then for the Heat, Javante Smart had 19 points um, for for them in, in the loss. Next, we have the Indiana Pacers. They went out and beat the Pistons last night, 101-87. Benedict Matherin led the way with 25-3. and He also added in three steals. And Matherin has shown that he is a really, really nice player for, for the Pacers. Uh, I was pretty high on him coming out of Arizona and think that he's going to be a, a great young player in this league in, uh, in short order. And then on the other side of things, uh, Buddy Bayheim uh, played well for the Pistons with 18 points six of eight shooting and three of five from three and I think Buddy Bayheim might be able to uh, might be able to get a spot somewhere as you know an off the bench three-point shooter can handle a little bit uh, We all know his he's got the bloodlines so I think somebody will will probably take a chance on him. Uh, also the the Celtics beat the Warriors something they couldn't do in the NBA Finals 103 uh, 92. Justin Jackson had 24 points, and Kevin Galli had 20, 13, and 4. Seems like Celtics fans are loving this guy and really want him to be their backup big. And if he continues to do this, it looks like he will, in fact, uh, make the roster. And then for the Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga had 29, and Moody had 21. And that's exactly what you want to see from these guys, just absolutely dominating in summer league if they're going to both come off the bench again this season and provide some uh some much needed lift to that Warriors bench this will be an awesome opportunity for them to be able to you know come out get some more uh get some more reps in and and definitely take another another leap this season after that the Lakers picked up their first win of summer league with a 83-72 win over the Clippers Clippers had a lot of different uh the Lakers had a lot of different players chip in with eight players having at least seven points so really spread the wealth around there trying to figure out who is going to be playing next to LeBron AD and the rest of the team over there in LA Um, and then as for the Clippers Brandon Boston Jr. had 15 points nine rebounds uh, so it looks like Boston Jr. will have uh a good season for the Clippers. I think he'll he'll come off the bench and definitely provide them with some uh, some much-needed depth. Uh, next up, the Suns beat up on the Mavericks 105-78. Uh, Dallas still hasn't won a summer league game. Uh, as for the Suns, they had eight players with at least nine points. And then for the Mavericks, Jarek Harding uh, played well yet again with 20 points. Um, so that was that's pretty much covers it for yesterday's summer league tonight. Uh, definitely look out for the Thunder. They'll be back in action at 8 o'clock as Chet takes on Keegan Murray. Little, uh nice little matchup there between the Thunder and Kings, uh, two teams that are going, are going in the right direction and finally going in the right direction for, for the Kings. Um, so besides that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Yankees, do a little Yankees corner. Um, so the Yankees blew – the game last night against the reds uh just absolutely disappointing uh from a yankees fan standpoint uh the the good is the yankees had nine hits but they only mustered three runs and didn't score after the third inning uh some more good news is that glaber torres had a really nice game he went three for four two runs scored in a walk um aaron hicks fouled the ball off his leg (laughs) looks like he's got a right shin contusion at the moment uh we'll see if there's any more updates but it looks like he'll be out of the lineup for for a couple of days at least uh so good news is that means more at bats for matt carpenter and or marwin gonzalez um and then clay holmes absolutely imploded in the ninth inning giving up four earned, two hits, a walk, a wild pitch. Um, Holmes has been really dominant this so far this season, getting his first all-star nod. So hopefully this is just a blip on the radar for him. It's getting to be that time in the season where um, you're kind of just going through the motions. So maybe this was just one of those games where Holmes just didn't have his stuff and, and couldn't f- figure it out or really find his uh, his sinker that he that he loves to, to throw. Uh, as for the Reds, Jonathan India hit the two-run RBI single to give the Reds the, the 4-3 win. Uh, and it's nice to see India come up with a big hit. Uh, he struggled so far this season after winning NL Rookie of the Year last year. He was hurt a bit earlier, but hopefully this kind of sparks him and, and he's able to you know build upon this big hit, and he's a local guy to me. Grew up about 10 minutes away from my house, so really nice to see another South Florida guy uh, playing well uh, in in the bigs. Some other notes going on in the sports world. Uh, Kenley Jansen was activated from the 15-day IL. Jansen was on the IL due to some heart issues that he's been dealing with. Um, He's been dealing with this now for for the last couple years. He actually had a second surgery in November of 2018, which included a corrective heart surgery. So hopefully uh, this is it for for Jansen, and he's got everything figured out, and he's uh, still a really nice closer in in the bigs. So hopefully everything is is all good with him. Um, And then we had teased this a little bit yesterday, but we've got our picks for the Open Championship starting tomorrow. So three guys that we like. The first is, of course, going to be the favorite in Rory McIlroy. He's plus 1,000, though. So if you can get Rory at plus a thousand, uh, it's pretty nice odds, and he's the favorite at at those numbers. So pretty pretty crazy to see that. The other two guys that we're on the lookout for is going to be Scotty Scheffler, who's been playing really well this year. Uh, he's at plus twenty two hundred, and then the last the last one is uh, Will Zalatoris, also known as the Z Spot. Uh, he's at plus twenty five hundred. Uh, Zalatoris is somebody who's always in the mix, and at some point he's got to break through, and why not now? Um, so those are the three guys we're, we're looking at for the Open Championship. So Rory McIlroy at plus 1,000, Scotty Scheffler at plus 2,200, and Will Zalatoris at plus 2,500. Um, outside of that, the other big news that, that dropped uh, yesterday late afternoon, early evening, was the Donovan Mitchell scenario. So it looks like the Jazz are now listening to offers, even though they said they weren't. And let's be real. I mean, if I'm the Jazz, I'm just gutting everything. Um, you might as well. You already have all these picks from the Gobert situation. Now, if you can get younger, young players plus picks in a Mitchell trade, hopefully in two or three years, you're really looking at uh, rejuvenating your your franchise. Um so it looks like right now the Knicks, Heat and Nets are currently the front runners. Uh so if you're the Knicks, anybody not named RJ Barrett should be on the table and then you know you can build around um Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett and you already signed Mitchell Robinson, so then you just need some more big wings and and a backup rotation big. So that would be a a good move for them, and as we've heard a thousand times, Mitchell's dad works for the uh, for the Mets, so hopefully they figure out something there. Um, the other one is is the Heat. So for the Heat, anybody not named Bam or Jimmy Butler should be on the table for for them in order to get Mitchell. If you pair Mitchell with Butler and in, in Bam, that's definitely a top three team in the West, uh, top three team in the East, and they were the one seed this year, so. And then lastly, the the Nets. Um, So with the Nets, if you can figure out a way to not trade KD or Kyrie and get Mitchell, you do so. But chances are you're going to have to trade Kyrie or KD to get Mitchell. Um, But if I'm the Nets, I mean, why not just flip Kyrie for Donovan Mitchell? Uh, Mitchell's younger. He wants to be in New York, it seems like, from everything that we've heard. Um, So why not? Trade Kyrie for, for Mitchell. I mean, what's what's not to like about that situation for, for the Nets? Um, and then if you do that, you probably keep KD and you keep Simmons, and it looks like you've got a, a pretty nice big three with Simmons, KD, and Donovan Mitchell coming in. Um, and then lastly, too, as dark horses, we've got the Raptors and the Pelicans. Uh, if I'm the Raptors, probably anything not named Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam is, is on the table um so if you can figure out a way to get Mitchell somewhere something with Ojananobi, Ananobi maybe they want Van Fleet maybe they want you know younger assets um that's the Raptors are a team that draft really well so their draft picks they probably want to hold um but we'll see if if Toronto is able to to work something out and then also the Pelicans so if I'm the Pelicans and I can get Mitchell and not give up Brandon Ingram or Zion. I mean, I'm doing it. Um, That would be a a great big three to have for the next, say, 10 years or so. Um, So hopefully, Mitchell is able to get out of Utah, find a franchise that's, you know, ready to make a serious run at a title, and it'll be nice for all parties involved. Um, But outside of that, that's pretty much it. Like I said in the in the opening, definitely wanted to get this to you guys uh, before the games, before the MLB slate starts today. So once again, thanks for listening, and look forward to uh, seeing y'all back here tomorrow. Thank you.